What's going on, all my podcasters? See Jizzle and the fucking Wizzle. Here to bring you another episode. Um, I know it's been a little while. I, I just got to looking and... Uh, yeah, it's been a little while. I've been pretty busy lately. And when I say busy, I mean... Um, going to work and I've been hanging out with this, this guy that I work with, long story short. And... It's not an everyday thing, but it's like, here lately, it's, I've been over there like every other day, pretty much. Give or take. But, uh, anywho, he just, uh, one day we were at work and he was like, hey, you want to come over to my place and chill? I want to show you this motorized bike that I got. And I was like, yeah, I'll come over for a little bit, you know, smoke some weed. And, and uh. So yeah, ever since then, we hit it off. We've just been really good friends. He kind of reminds me of being like a younger brother to me. Um, he's only he's going to turn 21 tomorrow, so he's really young. He's about 10 years younger than me. But like I said, he's like a, like a younger brother. So I have a good time whenever I'm over there. You know, we shoot the shit, have a few drinks, you know. Uh, and... A lot of times we get off at the same time, so, you know, I, he doesn't live too far from where we work at, so I ride him over to his house, so he doesn't get jumped or anything, you know. <clears throat> Anywho. Uh, like I said, I've been over there at least a few times, I've had a good time, uh, but last night, it wasn't very fun, it wasn't a really good time. <laughs> I mean, I had a good time, but... Um, it was pretty crazy, let's put it that way. Um, so, we went over to his house, and, um, long story short, me, him, and one of his friends, another co-worker, was sitting outside of his place talking, and we were getting ready to leave to go get some beer, um, long story short, and this car pulls up, while we're all standing out in his driveway, you know, his car pulls up with at least two people in it. I want to say there was at least two with paintball guns, and uh, it was it was probably a whole car load, but we couldn't see. You know, it was so dark we couldn't see if they were white, if they were black, couldn't see their face at all. You know, so anywho, they pulled up very quickly. I mean, their their car like. Uh, and that's kind of how I knew that something wasn't right, you know, uh, the car just came to a pretty abrupt stop, you know, it was, the tires didn't squeal from slamming on the brakes, but it pulled up, it stopped very quickly, and then you heard pop, 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 and I had to think for a minute whether it was a real gun or whether it was a paintball gun or what, you know, it could have been a real gun, very well could have been a real gun, so... Uh, but anywho, as soon as I heard the first pop, I turned I turned, and I was getting ready to hit the ground until I realized that it was a paintball gun. So I just kind of ducked a little bit, tucked my face, t put my arm in front of my face, you know, to where I wouldn't get hit in the face with a paintball, you know. But they only got me once, uh, Johnny once, and uh, some other kid once, so... I'm pretty sure. 
out of all the paintballs that they shot, we only got hit once. So, I got hit in my arm, in my uh, forearm. Like on the bottom of your, your forearm, you know, kind of by your elbow. That's where I got hit. And, um, so anyways, as soon as that happened, Johnny pulled out his gun. He said, they come back around, they're not going to want what they're going to get. Now, I don't know if he was going to truly use it or not, but he pulled it out, and he put the clip in it, and, uh, a little small twenty-two or whatever, but, hey, I don't blame him, you know. And, and that's another thing, these kids are, they would be really salty, they would be really, it would be really unfortunate if they pulled up with that, uh, same car, and what if, you know, Johnny would have pulled out his gun and shot him, you know, then their night wouldn't have been so fun anymore, so, if there's any dumb young kids listening to this podcast, don't do stupid, don't play stupid games, because you're gonna win stupid prizes, you know, I mean, that's just, they got lucky that, you know, they kind of caught us off guard, um, it was really kind of weird that they even knew that we were outside, you know, it was really weird, and the location, the location where Eric lives is, um, it's not in a busy neighborhood or on a busy road, it's kind of difficult to get to, so for them to even, you know, it wasn't just a, I feel like it wasn't just a draw of luck, I feel like they knew him, I don't know. He swears he didn't know him. Nobody else knew him. Anywho. Um, we sat there and waited for him to come back around the block again. And uh, I thought that was pretty badass that we all just kind of stood there. Because, you know, <laughs> I would have I was expecting for one of them to, like, run inside and be scared, you know. And, but no, all of us stayed out there and waited for him to come back. I was going to throw a rock through their window. <laughs> but um yeah you just never know what's going to happen you never know it could be the most random event in the world you know a lot of people do hurtful shit to people and and evil shit for no reason you know and that's what eric kept asking me my buddy he was like why why would they do that you know i told him some people just, because they're bored, you know, they're bad people, ugly people inside. They have nothing better to do than ride around with, in their car with a paintball gun, you know. Me, I've owned a paintball gun before. Uh, I've never been shot with a paintball. Uh, but I never wanted to go around the neighborhood and shoot innocent people with it. I just, I don't know, I think that's wrong. Um, you know, if you got it coming to you, then maybe, but we didn't. Honestly, I don't know. All I know is it was crazy. Um, after that, we left, and we, um, we all, uh, me, Eric, and his girlfriend walked down to his cousin's house. His other friend, our other co-worker, went home. 
And uh, so we walked down to his cousin's house, which was, I don't know, a five-minute walk or so. And uh, we go to his cousin's house down in his basement. And um, we start drinking beers. They're like, you know, <clears throat> I had already had two or three tall cans. And then he he went up and got me another tall can of some 211, some steel reserves. Man, I was so fucked up. I was so drunk that I didn't even care what it tasted like. But it's 8%, you know. Ooh. And then after that, we were doing shots of Pink Whitney. And um, drinking Four loco. Um I got pretty toasted. And... Uh, so he he asked me before I left, before I came home, he said, you got your phone and everything? I said, yeah, I got it. Well, I didn't. Um, <laughs> so uh, whenever I woke up today, I had no phone. I had no idea what time it was. And I had to work today. So I was freaking out. I'm like, I hope I'm not fucking late. Um, I need to find my phone. Um, I hope I didn't lose it somewhere along the way. You know, a lot of things were going through my mind. So I raced over there to his cousin's house since he stayed the night over there. And luckily enough, my phone was over there. Um, but then there was another problem. I couldn't find my charger. I asked him, I said, is my charger here? He's like, no, it's not here. And... For, the, for for a minute, I just thought he was full of shit. I'm like, it's got to be here, you know. My phone's here, my charger's got to be here. You know what I'm saying? And, uh... So, anywho... Went over to my mom's after that, because it was about, like, 10 in the morning. 9 or 10. And I was still hungover. I mean, I didn't even feel like riding my bike to go get my phone. I was so fucked up. And it's so terrible riding... A bicycle in the heat when you're drunk and it's early as fuck and you've had no sleep it's terrible and your your bike's fucked up so it's harder to pedal it's, it was it was hell let's put it that way and um so i gotta take my bike in possibly tomorrow um to get it looked at because this this thing of not being able to shift my gears is just getting too old um, so anywho, went to my mom's, slept it off, I still kind of felt like shit, I mean, I slept from, like, 10 o'clock all the way until, like, 4, 30 or so, um, and that wasn't even enough sleep, I really could have used, like, 2 or 3 more hours, so then I had to go to work, still kind of hungover, still felt like shit, Hadn't really gotten much sleep. Not enough, anyways. Uh, and I hadn't really had a chance to scrub the paintball wound that I got shot with. That night, I asked them if they had any soap uh, where we were at to wash it. And they said they didn't have any soap. And I'm like, damn, you know. So... I just wiped it off, rinsed it off, and then patted it dry. And, um, so tonight, whenever I came home, 
scrubbed it really good in the shower. Um, but the important thing is, whenever you have a wound, you want to promote new cell growth as well. So you don't want to be using antibacterial on an open wound, in my opinion. Because if it's already started healing, you know, you don't want to kill off the good germs. Anywho, so tonight I just scrubbed it with some uh, Selsun Blue. I used that instead. Um, and then whenever I got out of the shower, I put some of that draw salve on it. Some of that brown salve. You know, the Amish make it. I've got a couple tin, tins of it the last time when I ordered it off of Amazon. I've got one that I haven't even opened yet. Um, but this shit works wonders on a lot of different things. On, on a lot of things. It says it works for uh, bee stings, splinters, skin irritations. Um, but they also say that it's an antibacterial or an antimicrobial, whatever you want to call it. Um... But yeah, it's got olive oil, beeswax, chicks, chicks weed, comfrey, plantain, oil, and uh, camphor. No. It's got plantain, oil of camphor, wintergreen oil, eucalyptus oil, pine oil, and lavender oil. It's a lot of shit. But, I mean, I've, I've, I've had really good success with this shit. You know, um, if you get like a uh, an infection of the skin, uh, or if you get, you know, skin rashes, or um, for open wounds, you know, it's good for that. Um, it just works really good. I think I paid like maybe $6 a can for it, for each one. Yeah, you can just go on Amazon. It's, called, it's made by a company called Amish Origins. Some draw salve. Some good shit. Like I said, it works on a lot of things. And it's... It, it really... I noticed that whenever I put it on, whenever I got out of the shower, it was kind of... From scrubbing and stuff, I was kind of sore, kind of tender. Uh, and whenever I put that draw salve on, the pain went away. It works really good for, for pain. So, and right now I still I still can't really feel it, you know. So it works really good. Anywho, it's been really hot lately. It was it's it's pretty close. You know, one day it was like a hundred degrees heat index. Today was pretty toasty. <coughs> I would say maybe. Um, upper 80s, lower 90s maybe, I don't know. It was fucking hot, but it wasn't as hot as the day before, so I'm glad I'm off tomorrow. I'm going to stay home, do some cleaning. Uh, probably going to take my bike in the shop. I haven't decided yet, but got a lot of laundry to catch up on tomorrow. And a little sprucing up to do here and there. Probably going to sit around and watch TV while I'm doing that gonna be a pretty lazy day tomorrow so uh, anywho I was um, 
just sitting here thinking to myself, it's it's been pretty rough. Like I've only got let's see. It's gonna be five more days until I get paid. And I'm really counting on it. I really need it. I need to put back so much for rent and then you know, the rest of it I need to go out and stock up on a few more things. Um, that way I can have it later down the road. And, um, you know, I need to go out and buy, like, socks and shit like that again. I need to probably buy another pair of shoes just to have, just in case. Because if these fall apart and I don't have any money, you know, I don't want to go without. So, I'm going to stock up on things that I'd, I'm going to need later down the road. And then the rest of the money is going towards groceries and weed. <clears throat> um, haven't had a lot of money to really save here lately within the past month but that's because my first check was kind of crap second check was like eh, it was pretty good but I'm kind of still getting in the hang of things whenever it comes to work so I get paid every two weeks now instead of every week which is a lot harder for me to um to make it through it was a lot easier when you get paid every week of course but um, like let's say you spend you spend all your money um, let's say you know you put so much back towards rent and you spend all the rest of it on groceries and then the next check let's say you have to call off sick or something and so you know, you miss a day. Well, missing a day to me is a huge difference. It makes a big difference on, on this, uh, at this new job. I don't know why. It's just really weird. But I can make, oh, about, oh, I would say I'm only making about $300 less a month. Maybe 400 I don't know, in between 300 and 400 less a month than what I was whenever I worked full-time. And to me, I kind of like having this part-time job. Because, for one, they take out less taxes out of my check. If you're a part-time worker, they don't take out as much if you're a full-time worker. Second of all, I've got more time and freedom to myself to do things like uh, run errands or, uh, you know, maybe... There's a concert playing downtown, and I want to go see it. I've got a lot more time to myself now. I'm not as stressed. I'm not as worn out. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm still worn out at the end of the week, but not like I was when I was working 40 hours a week. So, yeah, I'm only getting about, you know, probably 10, 10 hours less than what I used to a week. So that's 20 hours on a paycheck that I'm making less than what I would have. But like I said, the trade-off is so so great. I mean, I don't even know how to explain it. I'd rather almost do without than <laughs> or or keep living the way that I have been than to get another job because I just love having more time to myself. So and I'm off work 
tomorrow, like I said, but it's pretty cool to um, have a schedule that flip-flops sometimes because, um, like, let's say tonight I would have got off at 10, you know. Well, it's really nice on the days after that whenever I don't have to be back in until 5 in the evening. So it gives me plenty of time to come home, relax, watch some TV. I can stay up till 5, 6 in the morning at least and still get plenty of sleep. So sometimes less is more. And I've realized that with working, it's almost better to work part-time job than a full-time but I do know that it's just not going to be possible for the next year. I need to get another part-time job and save every nickel and dime. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be really awesome. And the reason why I say that is because if I get another job like this one as part-time and I get like 25 hours or whatever, and if I get paid every two weeks, like this job, then I'll be making over $400 a month. Over $450 a month, actually. So, um, not $450 a month. <laughs> $450 a check, sorry. So, that's $900 a month. Now, if I go out and get another job just like this one, like I said, and I save every dime, that's $900 at least that I'm going to be saving every month. So, you know, you do the math, $900 times 10 months would be $9,000. So, and then another 1800 on top of that. So, that's a pretty good amount of change to start van life. Almost 10 grand in your pocket. You know, I mean, I could buy a van for like three or four. I could buy the building materials for like a grand or two. And still have money left over to live off of. And then I can go back to working just a part-time job. Because I won't have to pay rent anymore. So. I think that's exactly how it's going to go. And I think I'm, I'm making very good progress. Even though, you know, I haven't really been going anywhere, I haven't really been putting in too much effort to find another job, I know that I will eventually, and um, there's no need to stress about things, there really isn't, you can sit there and stress and stress and stress, and and think about how you need to do this, and you have to do that, and you, you know, it'll drive you fucking crazy, so what I'm trying to do lately is just ignore that, ignore that inner conscience that tells you that you're not doing good enough. Just ignore it. You know, and there's no set time schedule or there's no specific date that you have to have things figured out. I know a lot of people, like I said, they rush to get out of high school, go straight into college, and get this fancy-dancy little job, and they still aren't happy with life. They still don't have life figured out. They, they even sometimes there's people that they studied for years for this job, and they, they they just didn't work out, you know, so then they are at square one again, you know, and I don't, I don't ever want to be at square one again, and I don't feel like I'm at square one, um, it's 
It's been pretty rough lately, I'm not going to lie. Struggle's real, but I still have a sense of everything's going to be alright. That's what I tell myself. Everything will be alright. There's no need to sit here and get worked up over it and think about it because it's not going to solve anything. It really isn't. It's just going to put more stress on your heart. And I've been, I've been trying to um, find the triggers for stress and everything and to, tr- and to figure out how not to stress myself out lately. And this has been working really well. Things will work out. You know, it's not the end of the world. If you don't succeed, you can get up and try again. And like I said, whether you make it 10 years from now or 15 years from now, 20 years from now before you make it, before you're sitting good, or maybe whether it's a month from now until you're doing better, there's no specific time and date that you have to have everything figured out. And you're going to learn things along the way, and you're going to change, and you're going to adapt. And, you know, a lot of people are, are going to change. You know, whenever it comes to working the same job for over 10 years, you're going to get sick of it. You're going to want something different. You're going to want a job that's um, not stressful. Um, it's not repetitive. You're going to want a job that you love to do every day. You know, you have to love what you, what you do. You'll never work a day in your life. So... For everybody to sit there and say, oh, well, you're working at a taco joint. Or, oh, you worked at a gas station. Or, oh, you're working at Dairy Queen. Who gives a fuck? Who cares? You know, or, oh, you're, you're not a doctor, you're just a scientist. Or, oh, you're just a, you're just a, uh, you're just a plumber, you know. I just, I just hate how everybody always puts people down about how they live their life. And I feel like that's why people have to be so pressured to do better. Because they're worried about what everybody else thinks. And I don't. I don't care what anybody thinks. I really could care less. I don't give a fuck what anybody thinks. And I think that's the reason why I've just been so mellow yellow about it lately. Because I don't care. I do care, but I don't care, if that makes any sense. I do care where I end up ten years from now. I do have goals lined out. But for right now, I don't give a fuck if I'm not there right now. So, take some breaths, step back, reevaluate yourself every day and think about what you need to be doing. But don't let it drive you nuts. I'm going to be able to sit back and I'm going to be able to look back, you know, maybe a year from now or two. And I'm going to laugh, I'm going to chuckle. I'm going to say, you remember whenever you um, used to eat ramen noodles every night? Or you remember whenever you didn't eat anything and you starved? You know, wasn't that so funny how everybody doubted you and now look at how great you're doing? You know, that's the thing. It feels so much better when you do accomplish things, when you are starting to kind of figure life out and you're, you're, you're uh, getting one leg up on the horse, I guess you'd call it. It feels so much better to know you did it all on your own while everybody else sat by and doubted you. It's the best feeling. And that's kind of how I feel already. You know, I feel like I'm going to do big things in life. I'm going to do meaningful things. 
very great things. I don't necessarily know what they're going to be yet, 10 years from now. Nobody does. But I know they're going to be great. And I'm pretty excited for the journey ahead. Even though I don't know where the fuck I'm going to end up. I know it's going to be somewhere good. Because I know that when I have a job that I like, that's easy, that's simple, and I can figuratively live in paradise, you know, with not a lot of effort, live a pretty simple life, that's what it's all about. That's what it comes down to. Living the most simple, happiest life that you can without getting worked to death. That's, that's pretty much what the American dream is now. It's changed. It's not, it's not um, to have a big car and a big house uh, and a fancy job and have ten kids. You know, that's not the American dream anymore. The American dream is to have a job that pays you pretty good, doesn't have to pay you bukus, but it pays your bills and you have plenty of time to yourself and you live a simple life. That's, that's pretty much what I've been doing. So... Um, whether it's playing guitar for fun, you know, you can make some money doing that, and you can possibly retire doing that, but, um, it's just a hobby, you know, it's just something that, um, yeah, it takes skill to know how to play guitar and everything, um, it takes a lot of hard work to learn how to play guitar, I'm sure, but you can literally go to a bar, play some good music, have fun doing it, and get paid money. You know, or maybe it's selling watermelons at a fruit stand on the side of the road. A lot of people would say, oh, that's a, that's a crap job, you know. Well, not to certain people. I mean, certain people might love it. You get to sit out there, outside, you know. You don't have a boss breathing down your neck. You don't have a quota to really fill. And uh, you're making money, and it's a simple job. You know, that's, that's what it's all about. Maybe you want to sell tacos in a, in a truck, you know. It's, it's not, um, you know, if you love doing it, if you love cooking and shit, you're not going to get burnt out on it, you know. You're going to continue to do it. And I feel like if you love what you're doing and you continue to do it, you're going to get better and better and better. So, for all you people out there that are frustrated with life or you feel like you're not really going anywhere or you feel like you're letting yourself down don't don't feel that way I've come up with a new idea a multi-million dollar idea again <laughs> um, I'm not gonna tell you what it is of course because anybody and everybody could listen to this and then they'll just steal your idea so but what I'm going to say is, it's a very good idea. It's got a catchy little name to it. And I feel like it would do very well if I wanted to um, start on that path. But there's like two or three other business ideas that I've thought about. Um, so I'm not really going to make up my mind yet. I'm not, I'm not ready to make up my mind, first of all. I don't have the money to start a business, second of all. And uh, so, yeah. Anywho.
I just kind of thought about this one just now. So, <laughs> I have those. I have those ideas all the time. Million dollar ideas. And so, um, I just jot them down in a notebook. Or on a notepad in my phone, you know. Um, so that's what I'm going to start doing. And then, ten years from now, when I've got a million dollars or more or whatever, enough to start a business, then... Um, then I'll have to make up my mind on what I want to do. So, until then, stop overthinking things in life. Like I said, it's just going to drive you crazy. And you can sit here and plan about things that's going to happen 10 years from now. A lot of people try and make plans. Uh, it just doesn't work. So, sit here and plan things and it's just gonna things aren't gonna go according to plan so it's best to just fly by the seat of your pants strap on that seat belt and uh, hold on for the ride figuratively all these rich people all these rich fuckers are getting rich by just making companies you know um, Elon Musk David Portnoy uh, and many, many others. Let's just put it that way. But they just started with nothing. David Portnoy literally had nothing. And for those of you that don't know who David Portnoy is, he is the guy who owns Barstool Sports. He also um, goes around. Uh, he's got a Facebook page. He's a he's a a, uh, what do you want to call it, a video blogger, I guess, <clears throat> that goes around to different pizza places in New York, <clears throat> and does reviews about them and shit, anywho, four years, I do believe, four year degree is all he had, um, before he got done with college and then ended up, uh, Owning his own business, basically. Straight out of the college, four years. Owns his own business, and he's a millionaire now. So you let that sink in. For all you people out there that think you have to have 20 years of schooling or whatever in order to be something, just let that sink in. Same thing with Elon Musk. He, he sold his first... Um, his first thing that he made money off of was whenever he was like 15. And... He sold some software. It was called Blastar. Um, and then, you know, I think whenever he was like 17, he, no, maybe it was, it was, it, was, it wasn't 17. I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure he moved to Canada around then. Anywho, he ended up, um, uh, going to college, and then straight out of college, he, well, while he was in college, I, I do believe, he ended up selling a uh, software called Zip2, and it was sold to Compact Computers, Compact Computers bought it for bukus of dollars, I'm sure, and then from there, he started um, Tesla, and SpaceX, and, you know, 
I think he's bit off more than he can chew, honestly. I think he's got way too many businesses to run. I think he needs to just stick to one, honestly, but... Tesla drops... Tesla's uh, stocks dropped dramatically because of his idiotic statement that he made. He said that nobody in America wants to work. Well, we just got out of a fucking COVID pandemic, for one. People are starting to go back to work. Um, but he's saying that he'd rather invest his money in China because he feels like since they work till 3 in the morning, that they would be, it would be a better investment. No, it just means you would get it done for cheaper and not have to pay as much if you had workers in the United States. So, anyways, his, his Tesla stock, stocks have dropped. I mean, the past five days it dropped like 17%. The past month it's dropped to like 30, 28%. That's fucking crazy. And it's been going down ever since. It hasn't went down and then come back up. So, I have a feeling that Tesla is a dying breed. You know, it's cool now. You see a lot of people, you know, gloating and bragging about it. Oh, check out my Tesla. But I have a feeling that 10 years from now, is that car still going to be on the road? And if it is on the road, how expensive is it to keep putting, you know, the upkeep on it, you know? And... If that car does break down in 10 years, would you buy another Tesla, is the question. I don't think so. I think you would buy something else. <laughs> it's just a guess, but... Um, so I think it's a dying breed. Eventually it's going to become obsolete. You can only make so many electric cars until they're the same. It's not like, you know, gasoline cars where you can upgrade them with more power you know and it's got to be cost effective you know where people can actually buy them so uh, anywho I don't think Elon Musk is going to be around much longer and same thing with SpaceX he keeps talking about how he's going to live on Mars we're going to go to Mars blah 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 all, all he's been doing is flapping his gums. Okay, yeah, we took somebody to the space station. It's a hell of a lot different than landing on Mars. And getting back off of Mars. Completely different. And, there's no fucking atmosphere on Mars. So this guy keeps coming up with these pipe dream ideas like terraforming the planet. When we can't even solve the global warming issues here. And he thinks that some way or another, we're going to end up creating an atmosphere that's going to protect us from the radiation and all that shit. He's crazy. And all these people that are giving him millions and millions of dollars to do this, when they find out that he's just full of hot air, and that we're never going to live on Mars, they're going to stop investing in him. They almost went bankrupt. Um, and... When I say they almost went bankrupt, they had to meet a certain deadline to build so many rockets and so many engines. And they had to be able to prove that it was going to be safe. And they couldn't do it. They, 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 they couldn't meet their deadline. So 
person that was funding them was going to pull the plug on it. I don't know whatever happened to that, but he might even <clears throat> he might even still be in a little poo-poo over it. I'll have to look at that whenever I get off of here. Actually, I could look at it now. I could try. Um... Let's see. I don't know. I might pull something up. Oh, yeah. It's posted back in November of 2021. It's called Starship's Raptor Engine Crisis Risks Banks Rupsy. <clears throat> CNBC uh, has an article about it. Um... Long story short, he was very frustrated and angry in the lack of progress that SpaceX has made in developing the Raptor engines. Um, he says, we face genuine risk of bankruptcy if we cannot achieve a Starship flight rate of at least once every two weeks next year. So if they can't keep up with that, one flight every two weeks agenda, then they're going to pull the plug on it. You know? Um, maybe they're going to run into a problem with more engine production uh, problems. You know, maybe eventually it's going to be almost impossible to even build them at that point. So, um, and it's only been five months into the year. So give it another five more months and we'll see you know, how they're doing, if they're going to go bankrupt or if they're going to stay afloat. I honestly don't know if they can hold on for much longer. And you know, they keep saying, well, we need to go to the moon first before we go to Mars. And we need to terraform Mars before we can move there. And all this other shit, it's just crazy. It's all just a dream, and he's got millions of dollars of other people's money in his pocket. It's crazy. It's almost like a like a scheme or something. <laughs> Let's see. Let's see what the stocks look like. <clears throat> huh. Oh, okay. What? Huh. It says you can't buy SpaceX stocks because it's privately owned by a company uh, in California. That's crazy. <laughs> well, it, you know, that being said, like I said, if you run out of money, you run out of money. So, it's pretty ballsy. Like I said, uh, stocks keep dropping, um, and it's just gonna it's gonna snowball. I can just see it. <laughs> it's just gonna happen. Anywho, I've almost ran out of weed. This kind of sucks. Um, 
So right now I'm just smoking this last little bit that I got and then taking some of my fairy dust that I got in the bottom of my grinder. Some of my uh, keef, that's what they call it. And I'm going to pack some one hitters. And we're going to conserve it that way. Last little bit that we have anyways. <laughs> so yeah, um, it's been a crazy week. It's been a crazy couple weeks. It's been a crazy month. It's been very eventful. A lot of things have happened. Um, I'm thinking about going on a vacation next year. And I keep asking myself, where would you want to go? Where would you want to go? And for the longest time, I've been wanting to go to the West Coast, or to the East Coast again. I've been wanting to go to, like, Boston, maybe watch a Red Sox game, uh, maybe go to a brewery or something, take a tour. Then I was thinking, well, Myrtle Beach sounds pretty nice in South Carolina. I didn't really get to see it last time I was there. And, uh, but then I was like, well, it would be really nice to go to South Carolina to, uh, see my friend John that plays guitar. That would be pretty awesome. But then the other night I was thinking that, what about Las Vegas? Las Vegas sounds like a blast. Sounds really fun. Um... You know, a lot of people say, oh, well, the only thing to do in Vegas is gambling. There's a lot of shit to do in Vegas. And a lot of it isn't very expensive either. Some of it's even free. So I think it would be cool to just walk down the strip, see what kind of restaurants I can find, maybe go to a casino or two. Well, I'm probably going to stay at one of the casinos, honestly. I don't know. If I'm living out of my van, then maybe I won't have to, but be a lot cheaper too but here lately it's been really fucking cheap I'm talking about like $30 a night for a room and it's not some crack motel either these are nice ones like the Luxor Excalibur MGM really notable places they're really cheap you can get a room between 30 and 50 bucks right now for sure here it's been like $100, $200 a night crazy. It's like four times higher. I don't know why, but no, I think it'd be really cool. There's plenty of things to do there. I mean, the list goes on and on. There's probably 30 fucking things to do. <laughs> and it's more of like, I got to thinking, Las Vegas is more kind of like a bachelor spot. You know, I'm single. I don't have a, a girlfriend or anybody that's going to, that I have to talk to about this, <laughs> that's the greatest thing, I can just pick up and leave, um, but yeah, just to hit the strip, try different restaurants, watch different shows, I think that would be fucking awesome, for at least a week, and um, so I got to doing up the math, and like, how much money would it cost me? to stay there for a whole week. 
if I was to just pay for my room and eat at the buffet every night, it was only going to cost me like $800. I do believe. It was dirt cheap. If I wanted to have some more fun, you know, I was thinking $1,200, you know. But I can have a lot of fun for that $1,200. Never-ending crab legs and shit at those buffets. You know, yeah, you pay like 30 to 50 bucks. You know, but... Come on, it's never-ending crab legs and shit. <laughs> I can eat $30 worth of crab legs in fucking five minutes. So, um, so yeah, I mean, Las Vegas sounds really fun. But do I, do I know that that's where I'm going to go? Not yet, because I'd like to go see my buddy John. I really would. Maybe I could take two vacations next year. <laughs> one week in Vegas and one week in South Carolina. So those are my goals. Those are my plans. My little short-term goals. Um, starting van life. Uh, going to Vegas. Uh, and... Uh, going to South Carolina and then maybe if I want to go back to South Carolina for longer than just a week maybe I want to follow John around for a couple weeks or maybe I want to just follow him for a whole month <laughs> because he doesn't he hasn't been playing too many shows lately like he might play two three times a week here lately so uh, it's been kind of up and down when his schedule and shit. He's been pretty busy uh, building a studio and stuff that he hasn't been playing out at places a lot. So, you know, I, would want it, I would want it to be a time where you know, either I'm going to stay there for uh, a whole week while he's playing every day, or I'm going to save up enough money to where I can go and just stay in South Carolina for a whole year. Take my van move down there, stay there for a year, see how it is, kind of follow him around a little bit, look for a job at the same time, and uh, who knows, who knows what will happen after that, so, I mean, I've got a lot of fucking things that I just don't know, you know, and I can drive myself crazy just sitting here thinking about what if, so, you know, People want to know. People want to know what I do for a living or where I'm going to be at five years from now. Like I said, a lot of people doubt me, but it's that same doubt that drives me. My haters are my motivation, and so it just makes me want to get out there more and actually do it and prove people wrong. Um. And I know how to, I know how to make, I know how to start a business and make money. You know, uh, it's got to be a good idea. It's got to be eye catchy, or it's got to sound good, and it's got to be something that nobody can get from anywhere else. And it's pretty unique to just you. So that's how you make money. No matter what business you start, like I said, whether it's a taco truck, whether you, it's starting a. A gym, 
whether it's uh, starting an amusement park. So, anywho, kind of sucks tonight. I don't have any money for any beer. I don't have any weed. I don't really have anything to eat. It's been kind of shitty, but... Um, like I said, I've only got five more days that I've got to hang in. So, five more days. Struggle's real, but I'm a lot stronger. <laughs> so, anywho, um, I'm going to go ahead and end this podcast. Probably am leaving something out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I am. I wanted to talk about this jet bike that I've been thinking about building. I'm not going to start it anytime soon, but... I thought about maybe after I get into van life, maybe I can build one that I can... It's going to be small, compact, maybe I can fold it up or, you know, take the uh, engine off of it, the turbine, and fold it up. Um, But I want to build a jet bike. A bike with a fucking jet turbine on the back. <laughs> and I seen some guy that had one. On YouTube or some shit. And, uh... You know, with the... ECU controller, the motherboard, and all that shit. And the turbine itself. Is every bit of $2,000, if not more. It's probably $2,000 just for the turbine. Let alone all that other shit. So it's at least, let's just say three grand, because it's going to probably be like $500 for the controller. And then the uh, battery and all that shit. So yeah, let's just say three grand at least. And on a jet bike, you can't really ride it in town. Because of the stop-go traffic and everything. You know, you can't, can't be stopping and going on a jet turbine. It's not going to be very effective. So you can only really ride it on a straightaway. Like on an open highway somewhere in the desert. <laughs> where there's no traffic. And, um... So that's just something that I've always, you know, wanted to do is have a hobby. You know, I've thought about paramotoring. Um, that's still very possible. Uh, for those of you that don't know what paramotoring is, it's... Where you have a two-stroke motor on your back... Like a backpack. It's heavy. It's a fucking engine on your back. Uh, and then you fly around with a wing above you. Like like a paraglider wing, kind of. It's I've always wanted to fly, even as a kid. And it's about $20,000 to get started. For the engine and the wing and the reserve chute, it's about twenty grand, Give or take. And... That's not including any training or anything. I think it's about $2,000 for training. To go down to Florida and go to Aviator... What do they call it? Aviator... uh, PPG, I do believe. Aviator PPG. Uh, It's based out of Florida. You go there for like a week, I do believe. And they teach you how to fold up your chutes and... You know, uh, what what to do and what not to do. All that good shit so you don't kill yourself. <laughs> I have known people that have started flying on their own without any training and they just 
just started running and took off and tried it and but I wouldn't I wouldn't suggest that you know because if you get in some deep doo-doo you want to know how to recover it even though you've got a reserve chute to throw you want to know how to pull out of a death spiral or whatever if you have to so <clears throat> it would be really awesome to wake up early in the morning make some coffee and go and fly above the clouds and drink some coffee I think that would be fucking awesome same thing with the sunset it would be really awesome to just go up there with the sun setting and have my vape pen smoking some weed that would just be so fucking awesome and I could do that every fucking day if I want to and the thing is it's going to keep my stress levels down as well sitting up there relaxing for 30 minutes or so um the only thing that scares the shit out of me with that is when you're flying up there that high, you've got fucking planes that are coming in. Depending on where you live, they could be coming from anywhere. And when you're only doing about, I don't know, 45 miles an hour, and you got a plane that's doing like 300 or more, <laughs> it's pretty fucking scary. Pretty scary. Just to think, you know... By the time you look up, it could be too late. It could be you're in the middle of a fucking turbine. <laughs> Get sucked in the middle of the engine. It'd be crazy. That's the only thing that scares me. <laughs> or maybe flying into some power lines or something. Getting tangled. Anywho. Um, hey, I'm going to go ahead and end this podcast. I'm going to find something to eat. Hopefully. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to watch some uh, Gotham or I think they just came out with another season of Outlander. I've been watching Outlander. Um, or I might just watch some YouTube videos. and uh, I do a little bit of everything. I watch Facebook videos, YouTube videos. I watch... Uh, Pluto TV, um, and I'm a good multitasker, so I can, I can do two things at once. <laughs> Anywho, till the next one, probably tomorrow, I'm going to make another one, but until the next one, it was real, it was fun, but it wasn't real fun. <laughs> Here lately, I mean, I don't know, it's been okay, I guess. <laughs> Keep it locked. See Jizzle and the Whistle signing out.